Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show. And this is a new release this time. This is Hereditary. Uh, the big prominent horror film is out right now. Very high critical praise. It's getting a lot of buzz. A uh, lot of buzz from the critics, not so much buzz from the audiences. <laughs> um, oh, if, really? If you look at the uh, like the cinema score, it's got like a D. If you look at the, the user's Rotten Tomatoes versus the critic Rotten Tomatoes, it's like half of oh. the score. Uh, wow, so, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, no, so this will be an interesting conversation. We'll start spoiler-free, as we always do, and we'll give you a warning before we get into spoilers. But, yeah, so hereditary, that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's go. I thought Tim had something there, but I'll, just, I'll go into Hereditary. Uh, hereditary is a slow-burn supernatural film, and I'll leave it at that. I feel like anything else beyond that sure. is probably a spoiler, so we'll, I think we'll talk about it without the plot, and then we'll give you the spoiler warning before we get to the plot. So, yeah, um, <laughs> but I guess the first thing that I always do is mm-hmm. I ask Tim. Tim, yeah, did you enjoy Hereditary? Oh boy, <laughs> did I ever! This is uh, this is absolutely amazing. I was um, like a, like yeah, as as horror fans, this one has been really uh, getting hyped. You know, for the last couple of months, uh, you know, a lot of yeah, I think it premiered at some festivals and, you know, you're getting all the kind of, you know, the usual headlines when you get a big movie like this where it's like, you know, oh, scariest movie in years, like people fainting in the audience and blah, blah, blah. So I, I was really excited, but I was a little uh, nervous because, you know, sometimes if something gets too hyped, it's, you know, it, it mm. uh, can be disappointing. And, and then I was also kind of like, you know, uh, like you said, it's it's a very like, a, you know, it's, it's a critic-y one where like, you know, a lot of you know, critics are kind of, you know, gushing about it and stuff, and then uh, so it, yeah, it's kind of like it's from the, some. Of... It's the zeitgeist horror movie this year, right? You know, yeah. Like you know, a few years ago we had The Witch, we had It Follows mm-hmm. one year. Um, last year's was Get Out. Get Out, yeah. You know, so we seem to have one of these every year where there's like the zeitgeist one where the critics are kind of like, oh, this was actually really good, and yeah, yeah. But then I, I was kind of getting nervous because then uh, you know, I, I think like you kind of start to hear, you know, some like articles or stuff or people talking about like trying to say like, you know, like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a not so much a horror movie as this kind of elevated, you know, piece of cinema and stuff. And then like I was kind of getting nervous. It's like, oh, is it going to be one of those like drama things or whatever? But I, I can very I'm, I'm happy, though, by the end of it, I can like, oh, no, this was definitely this is like a full on horror. But it is just unrelenting. I think the. um performances are amazing uh it's directed very you know creepily but like there isn't anything that i i thought felt cheap um i was actually talking to a friend that was kind of saying like oh it just had like the usual dumb jump scares and stuff i was like i didn't i i really didn't get that from it like there there definitely are kind of like um maybe like jumpy moments but it, it definitely doesn't feel like a you know a cheap or undeserved way You'll see, like, in you know, a lot of kind of dumb cliche movies, but uh, yeah, I was pretty much like on the edge of my seat, like, um, pretty early on. It kind of gets you in its grip, and you know, like, once you know, this thing kind of you know, this the kind of big thing happens, it is just like, yeah, I feel like I was holding my breath for the rest of the movie because it's just like wild, uh, where it goes, but yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I can't say enough good things about it. So you thought it was okay, right? Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm it was like you know, uh, C plus, B minus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm hearing you. Uh, <laughs> um, 
No, I liked it quite a bit as well. Um, I think okay. uh, it's very well directed. Uh, the performances, as you say, are kind of maybe even the standout of the, of the movie. Tony Collette, oh, yeah. who plays Annie, um, has some fantastic scenes. There's a couple of key moments that I think are like the, the, the shining tentpole moments of the movie. Where it's like, okay, those are the scenes that I am always going to think about when I think of Hereditary. Um, exactly. And uh, it is something that like sticks with you. Like, you know, it's been a... Uh, what like maybe a little over a week since I, I've seen mm. it now and like you know it'll still just every now and again pop in my head I'm like man that one scene like Jesus <laughs> no it, I mean I think it's I think it's a great movie um I will say that I do think that it lost me a little bit in the third act yeah I kind of I thought you were gonna have uh this problem uh because <laughs> uh just because because you know me too well goes. Tim you know, yeah, you know me know too it, well yeah, it's a uh, – and I heard some people kind of complain about a mm, – uh, again, without giving too much away, kind of like a, a, a shift in maybe some things. But I, I was fully on board with you know, where think, it went. But I can see it being a problem for some people. I think for me, the movie is so like restrained in everything that it does, right? It's very dark. It's very brilliant. It does a lot of things. There's a lot of things that fill you with horror. But a lot of the things it fills you with horror with aren't necessarily even things that are – you know, even veering into like any sort of supernatural element or anything like that, they're, they're just kind of like there. And it's a lot of like mental illness stuff and kind of the like yeah. the horror of living with someone with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, like affliction. Um, there's a lot to it, and then I do think there's a point in the movie where it starts just being like, "Oh no, we're supernatural now." And it when once it went into that a bit more overtly, I was kind of like, oh, "Okay, all right." There was a bit of a shift there, and it it did take me kind of by the side a little bit. Um. But that's to say that the scenes after that point aren't handled very well. There's some standout great scares and stuff after that point. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, it's still well directed. It's still well shot. Um, and I think I like the ending more that I've thought, you know, now that I've had time to think about it a little bit in the few days since I've seen it. So I, I think it's one that will work really well in multiple viewings. Uh, I, I think the first time through, though, the third act did feel like a bit of a shift in compared to what the movie was willing to do with its, its mythology mm-hmm. in the first two thirds, I guess. I'll put it that way. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree, and I think, um, like, you know, at, at one point, it is, like, kind of, like, ambiguous about what's going on, and, and I think the, I, I don't think at any point the movie, like, tricks you, like, it's not like it's saying, like, oh, you know, this stuff definitely isn't happening, and this person's crazy, or, or whatever, like, the, I think there are little seeds that are planted that, um, I, I think you are kind of led to believe that, a certain thing is going on or whatever and then but you know um it, it doesn't feel like it is a you know like an, a cheap like 180 where it's like oh wait where'd this come from all of a sudden it, it's just like i think you know most people's like when they're viewing it they're kind of thinking like oh well this is probably happening and so uh like it, i i do kind of understand that complaint, yeah but just I'm also to make it like, clear it's, it's not that I didn't think for a second that nothing was happening before. Like it wasn't right. like I was thinking, "Oh, this is all just in in heads. This is mental illness. This is just that." It, there's nothing actually going on. I always thought there was something going on, but I thought it was going to you know play it a bit more close to the chest and not just overtly show sure, yeah. elements of it. But there's a point where it's like, no, no, no just supernatural yeah. things are going to start <laughs> happening in front of you, and they're going to be yeah. you know like I, I I felt like it just it shifted in terms of how much it wanted to show. And obviously with a movie, there's, there's a natural build. You might want to start like. You know, little and you know, build as the movie goes on. I feel like this felt very restrained up until a point, and then just went, "Okay, it's time, yeah, show like time, folks, it's time yeah, to go." The, flood, uh, <laughs> the floodgates so, are open, and yeah, 
Uh, and yeah, and if it was, uh, and, and luckily, like, all that stuff, I think, is handled very well. Like, it could have easily, like, if it wasn't handled well, then I can see it being more of a, like, oh, man, why'd they go this route, you know? But I think, luckily, you know, this uh, director who, uh, if, I, if I am to understand, I believe this is his first uh, film Yeah, uh, Larry Aster's directed. director, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think he did, like, some short stuff, which uh, I've heard people say are pretty disturbing as well. Um, I think they're kind of less horary and definitely more like you know real life stuff but um kind of interested in checking those out that's uh if anything though i think the first like you know one or two thirds of the movie um <clears throat> like the thing i kept thinking in my head is like whoa this feels like too real <laughs> like you know like you said like the performances oh, were yeah. so good uh and it, it's just like obviously it's like situations that i've never been in but like i could feel what it would be like you know to be in those shoes which is uh just outstanding and really just you know levels up like the amount of tension and stuff yeah you're feeling I, I mean I, I do i do think i like the 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 first two thirds better than the last third mm-hmm. especially and maybe maybe i'll choose my mind when i see it again and i i, I go into it with the, the context of the whole thing but the all the standout moments i have in my head are all in that first like two thirds, yeah. Right, all those big standout moments, and I, I think for me, the movie is at its absolute best. Um, and again, I'll keep this spoiler free here. Uh, but the movie's at, at its absolute best when a character is is concerned about something, and mm-hmm. it's the slow build to that becoming a realization. Or in one okay. p- one big specific case, it's a character who something's happened. And they've not told the rest of the characters yet, and you're waiting yeah. for the moment of discovery, right? That is when the I movie think, is at its absolute best. I think, like during that scene, which it, it's probably not that long, but to me, it felt like it was like, you know, as you're watching it, it's like, wow, this feels like it's taking like 15, 20 minutes. When it's probably like, you know, what, like two or three minutes or whatever. But I, I honestly feel like I, you know, was holding my breath the entire time. Like I just forgot to breathe because it's you are so caught up in the moment and you are just so like what is going to happen like what is the fallout going to be it does he understand what's going on was there like a break in reality like or it's yeah it's just so so well done yeah no it's the way it handles the drama uh, the other standout scene for me again it's a dinner scene there's a a scene where they're just there's there's a bit of a family fight that breaks out at dinner and it's so well done and it's the it's the tension building up in the family where people feel like they're they're you know it's not, like I don't know why I say they're scared of each other, but it's just mm-hmm. this feeling of like you know we we're kind of hating each other right now. We're we're building to hate between each of the yeah. family members, but we don't. Or better yet, we simply don't trust each other in this family. Mm-hmm. And it's this this building and it erupts at this dinner scene and it's really good stuff. Um, and for me, that I was mean, like a stand- standout. I was like, "Oh, this is so good! This is like, it's almost like um, what was that movie recently? Veronica, right? That 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 possession okay, movie yeah. we did, Veronica, right? Yeah. And you remember how in that we said the actual family drama stuff of it, where mm-hmm. she's just dealing with it, and the horror is kind of in the background, was the best stuff. But then when it actually started doing the supernatural horror things, that's when it was its weakest. I don't think this drops down at the supernatural stuff like that did. There was still mm-hmm. this is still handled very very well. But yeah. it's kind of a similar thing where I think this movie is at its best when it's dealing with the actual, the 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 the, the real tension of the family falling apart because yeah. of the events that are happening. And it, so. it almost makes you like feel kind of like 
kind of like a, a voyeur or something because it, it just mm. feels so authentic like you know it, it's not like you know big over-the-top witty dialogue like it's not like you know people snapping back and forth like that dinner scene it you know it starts off very you know quiet and subdued and then people are kind of saying stuff and then yeah you get some people that are kind of like you know making like whatever and then you know people kind of being like oh do you have a problem and then you know kind of escalates and escalates and be you know before people are saying stuff that they can't take back and you know that was is really well done like another scene that like really stands out to me is a uh, you know something kind of similar along those lines where yeah two of the characters are talking and one of the um you know characters says something that you know a person should never say to their child that's like like my whole theater like and, and you know as soon as they say it, like you know they cover their mouth and are you know they're instantly like oh shit i shouldn't have said that and that actually got like a, a loud gasp in my theater like you know i feel like usually you know you only get like these like you know big group reactions when it's like a big scare or something but like in my theater everyone was like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was always a big moment that was that was a really good scene there's a lot, there's a lot of subtleties in that scene as well uh that we, we can't talk about until spoilers so and then and, and also too sorry just like the uh everything just like looked really great and then there's this whole like um kind of theme and imagery of like you know dollhouses and miniatures which are well of course like, yeah late- we should mention the reason why there is miniatures like that is because annie uh makes them she, she makes miniatures uh she, she's actually working on like a, a, for a show for a gallery sort of over mm-hmm. the course of the film um and she's got this deadline, and it keeps getting extended, and that's kind of like you know, just I guess adding to the stress of her character. Uh, yeah, but and, yeah, and you can kind of like start to see it like getting reflected in her work, like you know, like as it goes on, like her work kind of gets more and more like gruesome and stuff. But mm. it's a, uh, but it, it all it just makes like a really cool kind of motif for the the whole movie, and then uh, and I think it plays into like a larger theme, which uh, we'll wait to get into in spoilers, yeah, yeah. but. Um, yeah, just on the filming still, it's, it's very restrained. It's very um, there's not a lot of flashy cuts. There's not a lot of flashy kind of moments. Is is very like you see, you feel like a voyeur because it it doesn't do like extreme things. I mean, that's not to say there's never any like like moves or anything like that. There are, of course there are moves, <laughs> but it's very methodical. It's very slow and paced, and it kind of treats it like it as a family drama first. But the horror is there around it. You can tell that he has like no trouble with like letting a a scene breathe. Yes. Yes. Uh, A lot of nice big empty wide shots in the house where the 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 characters feel alone in the shots. They feel isolated. Um, Yeah. You know, because it's actually quite a quite a big house for uh, like the four people who are living there. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I I think we won't get to spoilers though. Uh, I, I think there's so much to talk about that, and it's all spoiler-gated, <laughs> so we have to kind of dive into it. Uh, but they'll say, if, you, if you're into horror, uh, this is absolutely worth seeing. Um, it is exactly the kind of film where if you get a shitty audience, they might ruin it, because it's the type yeah. of film where your teenage assholes will just start laughing at things because they don't understand it, because it's weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so. I think if, if you have liked, um, you know, if you're similar to us, uh, you know, like you mentioned earlier, if you really really enjoy these kind of you know what do you call them like prestige i guess elevated horror films or whatever from the last couple of years like you know, I mean, you good, know good horror films is basically what that sums up as but sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i mean yeah i mean if you're looking for you know just yeah like a cheesy slasher or something like obviously this isn't it but yeah like it, you know and, and it's from a a24 who's been kind of putting out like those like it, it did the witch and stuff and it seems to be kind of this um 
studio for like th- these kind of good like prestige horror films. Not even just horror films. We've been, me and Connor have been talking about this a lot uh, in the trailers uh, show specifically. Is that every time it says A twenty four at the start, you know that it's like a curated little indie film, even if it's not something to our taste. Everything they seem to put out is always something that's getting awards because it's always these nice little low budget like you know films, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they're really nice to have in a world that's full of the big <laughs> Disney making two hundred million dollar tentpole movies and yeah, 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 yeah your <laughs> Avengers fifty seven and and whatnot. Um, so so that's nice. So full spoilers. We've got the spoilers. Yeah. Full spoilers for Hereditary. You have been warned. In fact, <laughs> uh, did you stay till the end of the credits? Uh yes. They they play one last. If I believe, yes, right? yes, yeah. I, I never, I never did, but I found out after. Did you actually stay? Uh, yeah, we did. Okay, just curious. Why did you stay? Were you expecting something at the end? Uh, I don't know. I think it's just kind of a, a thing. I, I saw this with a uh, Melissa. We usually just tend to stay, just yeah. in case. Yeah. Um, really, you know, like I think the only time I don't stay is if I really don't like the movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> I need to get out of just... here. I need to breathe. I can't yeah, breathe. It's too much shit. Yeah. Let's get out of here. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, which is how you should have felt when you saw the boy. But nope. I digress. <laughs> so, uh, a twenty-four is the boy. <laughs> oh God, no, 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 no! They wouldn't sully their good name with that shit. So where where to begin? Um, I mean, I guess we talk about the overall stuff and then sort of deep dive uh, afterwards. So, so, like, yeah. So basically, like, it starts with. Um, you know, uh, so it, it's kind of like a small fan. It's like Tony Collette, uh, her husband. I don't, I don't know who the actor is, but he's pretty good. Gabriel um, Burton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He he was great. Uh, every every all the performances in here are great. And then yeah, you have the two kids, Peter and Charlie, and it. Uh, and I believe it starts with them getting ready for the grandmother's funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Tony Collette, uh, Annie's mother, uh, specifically, yeah. who's died. Um. Uh, you know, the first sign of creepiness, the first sign it was like, okay, this is a cult, there's a cult thing happening, is when that, that the guy with the, the smile looking at Charlie oh, yeah. when, when she's at the coffin, <laughs> he's, just, he's so got this creepy. big cheesy grin looking at her. And I know that yeah. actor from something, actually. He's, he's, I'm sure he's popped up and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, um, well, while you look that up, uh, like one of my favorite like early on just scenes of uneasiness is... Um, you know, when she's talking about her mother and stuff and she just kind of has like a little like offhanded comment where like she mentions like, oh, like, you know, she loved Charlie so much. Like she would never, you know, let me feed her. You know, she always wanted to feed her. And then like you kind of assume that, oh, you know, she means that like, you know, she wanted to, you know, feed him baby food or whatever. But then uh, you have like a scene coming up like a little bit where you see she's made a diorama of like you know uh her mother like this old lady like just with her breast out trying to, to breastfeed like the the baby which is it's just like very unsettling mm-hmm. yep 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 so the overall thing then is that annie's mother was the leader of this cult she was the queen of this cult mm-hmm. and she wanted uh, the, the, the demon uh, payment, right? That's the, yeah, payment. She wanted to give payment a body, right? And we hear at one point Annie goes to like a to like, when she's dealing with coping with her mother's death. She goes to like a self help group, and mm-hmm. it's when the key part, part of information from that scene is when she's talking about her brother who committed suicide. Mm-hmm. He committed suicide because her mother was trying to put other people inside him. She was mm-hmm. trying to give payment a body of her son, and. 
the relationship between Annie and her mother was so bad that she wasn't even talking to her when Peter was born. But she tried to like mend the bridges before Charlie was born. So this was like, and as she even puts it, she got her hooks into Charlie at a young age. Mm-hmm. So, so Charlie's really weird. She makes that clicking <laughs> noise all the time. She's cutting off bird heads outside. She's doing all sorts mm-hmm. of weird shenanigans, and she's generally just got a very creepy look to her. Yeah, like I, I feel like they kind of dress her in like you know these really like like overly long like sweaters and stuff and mm. you know she kind of has like kind of like l- long wild hair like doesn't really look like you know it's like really like brushed that well or something like i, I feel like yeah they're trying to give her this kind of weird outsidery look yeah and so uh, the, the movie is that the, this demon needs a, a male body so it becomes quite clear at a point that okay whatever the cult who we never really see that much by the way like it's all kind mm-hmm. of out of sight you just kind of get the the the, the impression there's, there's people working behind the shelves that's kind of what the uh the dollhouses and the miniatures uh kind of represent is the idea that there's mm-hmm. there's people manipulating like, like like annie's manipulating these little you know figures in the dollhouse mm-hmm. there's other forces manipulating they're, this family yeah they're all like car- they're all like dolls in this house yeah too yeah um and so we know okay so they want peter's body but i think the biggest problem with twist is that the, the, the payment was already always in Charlie. Charlie mm-hmm. was born with payment inside of her, but mm-hmm. it needs a male body. So the actual story of the film is that this cult, as, as the book says at one point, uh, they have to wear down the male host so that he's ready and willing to, to accept payment as, as, a, you know, as, a, as an entity. So the film is actually about them wearing down Peter to the point where he's actually going to let payment in. Yeah, which I think some of the, like... I don't know, the, like some of the scenes where I felt like uh, the worst was um, when Peter would just be freaking out, and like I, I feel like you don't see this in horror movies a lot, and and this might be something that yeah, like shitty teenage audiences might laugh at, but just like whenever he's afraid and he just starts like screaming for like mommy or daddy, like mm. to me that, to me that's like such a real thing because you know like you're a like bratty teenager, you want to seem cool and stuff, but then just having that breakdown where like you could see him reverting to like a childlike state and he's like i just need my my mommy and daddy and like i thought those were like so hard to watch yeah i mean so but here's the thing so we don't actually necessarily know that until later on the film where we put these pieces together but that's that's what's kind of going on right and the film ends of course with this happening with with him being crowned and his payment and you know it was charlie because all throughout the film um after charlie's death and we'll talk about that in a minute but after charlie's (laughs) death there's like he keeps seeing like this this like this fluttering of light this sort of light going mm. through the room right he sees it a few times throughout the film and at the end of the film it goes into his body mm. implying that this is charlie aka Payman, and mm. he clocks at the end like she did um and he's just kind of staring i mean why why this cult is so determined to get payment i'm not even sure this because he, he's, he's still like a zombie look at him he's useless yeah <laughs> well I, I think the they mentioned something about uh payment like oh riches uh, yeah you, you, yeah you like know. you yeah you, yeah uh, that same basically seems to be the the justification for it. you get i'm just joking so, because like, <laughs> even when at the end when it's like inside hit the you know inside peter's body he's, oh sure he, he's yeah. still just sort of style like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the one thing I, I wasn't sure about though is like is he ever like because you're talking about like that like flash of light or whatever yeah. kind of thing um so was that payment in like 
other people's bodies because you know because at one point like tony collette's like running around and chasing him so i'm assuming that something is in her but i wasn't sure if it was just like a and an, if it was that specific demon or something else yeah, or I'm, I'm not sure if it's specifically payment sensator I, I i read the light thing as every time he sees it payment's basically checking to see if he can enter okay and every time he can right but obviously I, over the course of the movie until we get to the end yeah, because I, I kind of thought that was him going, like, from body to body because, uh, you know, there's the scene with uh, Tony Clinton and, and the husband um, and, you know, she makes the husband burn the book uh, for her. And when he does, um, you know, he, he catches on fire and then you see the light and then uh, I think that's when, yeah, Tony Collette seems to become possessed or you know start acting weird so yeah. for me it kind of seemed like a signifier of like oh this demon or whatever is in her body now um but i, I don't know it's it, it's kind of hard with one view it might be it might make more sense if i go back and watch it now looking for it yeah i never get the sense that payment was inside her specifically but i could be wrong because uh, because obviously once the toy collects possessed and it's the we get to the point where she's chasing peter around the house and there's a lot of creepy moments where she's just sort of hanging out in the background it's really creepy where she's yeah. just in the corner of the room the entire time in the darkness, and you can just barely see her until she actually moves and, and does her thing. Uh, but, of course, you, you yeah, have to... I, I think, like, in that specific scene, too, uh, yeah, I think that that was, like, a big surprise because, um, you know, it's, like, you're kind of, like, dark and stuff, and, yeah, I didn't catch it right away, but then once you notice, like, yeah, like, her up in that corner, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you have the scene with her buying the head in the attic door, and then of course where she self decapitates um, while she's floating so, in the sky or in, in the, you know up the, up the ceiling of the attic. Yeah. So, is there is decapitation like is there something more to that? Because it, it you know it happens to like several characters in this. Uh, so I don't well, know if that's like to, a specific. Well, more specifically, it happens to all three of the the women in the family. It happens to Annie, her daughter, and her mother. Okay. Oh, true. Yeah, they're okay. the ones who are all decapitated. Yeah, maybe it's part, like uh, I mean, obviously they don't like overly state it, but maybe that might have to do something with the ritual or. Yeah, I, I took it as ritualistic, I guess, uh, more than anything yeah. else. Um, but yeah, so, so all this stuff happens, and it's you know it's very overt. I think I think the moment for me when the movie started going full supernatural is when Tori Collette comes up upstairs and she sees the book, mm-hmm. the one that was burned, you know, later. So oh, she, right. she sees that just flipping on its own and drawing. And that was the point where I went, oh, wait, we're just doing full-on, like, supernatural things are happening now. Because up until that point, it had it, been very, um, I don't know. Because even, we did have the scene with Joan, and we'll talk about Joan in a bit as well, uh, <laughs> yes. where she does a seance, right? And the, you know, the, the writes on the, the chalk uh, on its own, I, and I'm like, okay, I okay. I love uh, Tony Collette's reaction <laughs> during that scene. Her reaction felt very very authentic to that. That yeah. felt like the most realistic reaction to a seance actually doing something that I've ever seen yeah. in a movie. I feel uh, like she's... most movies, the person would just be like, whoa, how is this happening? But yeah, she's just like, has this like manic like laughter that she can't like figure out what's going on. Yeah, she checks under the table. She's looking around for the, the trick. She, she's just determined to find out. Um, so, I mean, obviously that was quite like overt, but that that scene built so slowly and there was so much tension as it built up and she was so sceptical and then it happened. But after that point, we had the book just flipping on its own, drawing things constantly, um, doing the seance with the, the, the you know, the, 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 the husband and son. And I like that stuff because that was kind of like, okay, if, if they think she's mentally ill at this point, they think she's going crazy. And yeah. 
that this is kind of like a big step for her. And you can see, you know, the husband is getting really tired of this and he's really worried yeah. and he's panicking about this. To the point that when she finds the, the, the decapitated corpse of her mother in the attic, uh, he actually <laughs> thinks it was her that did it. Like, he's he's, yeah. he's so convinced that she's psycho at this point that, no, you, did you do this? Did you dig her up and then cut off her head? Was this you? So... And of course, obviously, you assume that the mother died in some sort of sacrificial ritual as well. You have to imagine at this point. Sure. I mean, yeah. she was old, but I mean, there's so much everything else that happens in this movie. I'm just, I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so that that was where I was talking about the shift earlier. Is that okay? All right, so we're doing all this stuff now. But the actual scares and all this stuff in the last act, you know, her in the oh. background, uh, cutting yeah. off her own head, the 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 Jeez. naked the naked cultists who just they're just kind of standing <laughs> in the shadows off in the distance yeah. at various points. Um, yeah, I mean, it, there was a point where I'm like, okay, we've we've turned into a full horror movie now. And mm-hmm. th- there was an element of me that was a little disappointed in that because it was so restrained for the first two thirds, and it was so much about the the inner dread of the characters that once it started doing actual like oh creepy things coming out of the shadows, I was like, okay, right, I like this stuff, but it does feel like a, a change from what was there before. It, it almost sacrificed sure. one type of horror for another to me, and I may, yeah. I may not feel that way in another <laughs> viewing, but you know. yeah. No, look, I, I I totally get that. Like for me, uh, it may it might just be my taste because I just. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I love like ghosts and demons so much that, yeah, I think they should go that route for every movie. Like, uh, <laughs> no, the next never. Fast and the Furious, it should just end with like a big demon coming out of nowhere. Uh, but uh, no, like I, I think that is definitely a fair complaint to have. Um, but I, yeah, and I, I think again though, it's like so well done, and you know, at that point, I'm just so entrenched in the characters and along for the ride that uh, yeah, it didn't bother me. But I wouldn't judge someone that uh, felt that way though well good don't judge me i'll judge you you're judged but of course we've kind of jumped to all the big flashy stuff mm-hmm. at the end let's rewind a little bit and talk about the first half of the movie because we have you know peter likes this girl at school and he wants to go to this party and the mom's like i'll take your little sister and you get the sense that her, her you know the mom and the daughter aren't particularly close it's kind of a weird relationship we also find of course she doesn't have a great relationship with peter because there was a weird incident years ago when she used to sleepwalk <laughs> where she sleptwalked into his room mm. doused both him and charlie in paint thinner and had a match in her hand and mm. also herself she does herself and it's funny actually because after see after getting to the end of the movie i kind of reread this scene as like subconsciously somehow she knew what what her mother was going to do to her family so this was like oh, almost like okay. her trying to just stop it from happening oh, I, I didn't think about that, just but kill, I like that you know, just, yeah just kill us all yeah. and you know if not just you know to stop it from happening to the family more, more of maybe more of like a heroic idea of well <laughs> you know payment can't come to earth like you know everyone's yeah. screwed if that happens so <laughs> it's a noble sacrifice i guess deep down she she had that thought because the scene you were talking about earlier where everyone gasped where she sleepwalks okay. into peter's room and then he wakes up and he's like, oh, what are you doing here? And obviously, with the memory of this paint thinner thing, starts freaking out. And he's like, hey, what are you doing here, mum? Blah, blah, blah. And she starts getting really honest. And she says yeah. the line, which you were talking about, which is, I never wanted to be your mother. Um, yeah. And I just love, like, as soon as she says, just like, instantly, like, her mouth, like, goes to her, yeah, or her hand goes to her mouth, where she's like, you can tell she's like, oh, I shouldn't yeah. have said that. And then he, he, he keeps prodding. He's like, oh, I, you know, because and it's because her mother clearly wanted her to have a son, and she tried to miscarry. She says that I tried yeah. to get rid of you. 
<laughs> I'm glad Jesus. I didn't. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I got. But the, the neat thing about this scene is that you, if you, as it's cutting between them uh, with every line, they're gradually getting more and more wet looking. And at the end of the scene, you realise they're, they're they're doused in paint thinner. Now it turns out this is a dream. You know, she wakes up and this yeah. is not real. Um, but it's a really effective scene on its own. It is really good stuff. And like I say, you know, so to go all the way back, she says, okay, you're going to this party, you're not drinking, um, take your sister. I mean, this is one of these weird things in like movies and TV where the parents always take your younger sister to this thing. It's like, mm. why Why would the younger brother or sister ever want to go and hang out with all of the older brother's friends? Never. Yeah, they feel like different enough in age where like uh and like personality and stuff where it seems like that would be weird like like growing up i did you know kind of like look up to my older brothers and like you know would like to hang out with them but i i think at like this age with that type of party that that would definitely be something i wouldn't want to go to yeah like like obviously yeah you, you can be friends with older people but i mean you wouldn't want to go to like a party with your older brother where it's all people his age. You know, when you're yeah. obviously now it doesn't matter because you're all adults, but like you know. To to be fair though, he didn't like tell his mom that it was like a school barbecue or something. Like he didn't say like, you know, oh it's a you know big house party with drinking and stuff. So yeah, I still got the impression though that she would have thought that it was all his age group. Yeah, you know, it's all his True, you know, yeah. classmates in year. That's what I got from even through the lie. That's what I was kind of getting from what he was saying, but. but- I, I do like though that uh like um and again just this you know more to the movie feeling more authentic and stuff like uh, I feel like most movies would have had him going like but mom she's lame or so, you know like uh, but in this you know it's kind of just like a little more awkward like you can tell he doesn't want to bring her but he's like well does she want to go like yeah it, 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 it very much deals with the awkward and i think as you get more of their relationship and you get this incident with the, the paint thinner in the past why they're so kind of disconnected and why they have this weird kind of relationship um yeah. so obviously goes to parties he's hanging out with a girl he's not paying attention to his sister uh, we, we, to a bunch of nuts getting chopped <laughs> yes they teased earlier on the film that there was a she has a nut allergy and yeah. she eats this cake and it's got nuts in it, and she starts hyperventilating. She can't breathe. Yeah, and, oh, this was hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, even even right now, I'm I'm getting like kind of like it's it's a very real stress. It's like, wait yeah. a minute, you're you're the one taking care of your sister, and you don't have her inhaler or whatever she you know she she takes for this they, with with you. They yeah they they mentioned early on like when they're at the funeral in the beginning like they mm. say like oh make sure she doesn't have anything because we don't have her epipen yeah on her and. If I had like maybe like this is like a, you know very minor like complaint or just like a weird thing it is like well if your allergy is that bad wouldn't you have one on you all the time just in case like I don't know it, it seems like kind of a weird thing but I mean yeah. whatever uh so yeah so 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 it takes him a second to realize what's going on and he, he grabs her and he runs out to the car and he's driving and he's going over the speed limit he's like getting to the hospital um mm-hmm. and he's not calling his parents and you know I'm like. Because I'm thinking at this point, oh, she's just not going to make it, and this is going to be like yeah. so awkward because he got his mm-hmm. sister, you know, his sister died on his watch, and you know, if he'd been like, paying he attention, was in the other, yeah, yeah, like he was in the other room getting high, which, yeah. which also like if you take in mind to that like state of mind, like you know him like just... driving, yeah, no, that was <laughs> yeah. the other thing, yeah, like he he was just getting high and now he's driving at eighty miles per hour, like yeah. that is not a good mix of things <laughs> in any capacity. <laughs> I didn't predict the exact way it was going to go down though. No, no. Uh, where 
she tries to breathe better by sticking her head out the window and then there's like a dead deer in the road so he swerves mm. and we actually get a POV shot from her face um, mm. to the pole which by the way the pole had the symbol of payment on it this is the yep. symbol we keep seeing and she hits, hits the pole and the car just stops and you never see her again right? He, the camera just stays on him and he doesn't look he's too scared to look and he's sitting there for a while it's just the awkward silence there's no music <laughs> and then he just starts driving and I'm like what are you doing? What are you doing? Call someone. Call, call. You know, the, the, your mum, dad, the authorities. Yeah. Like this is. I mean, it's an accident. Like I mean, you make you, you were high, so you probably get any some trouble. But if if, if anything, my complaint would be that there doesn't seem to be any repercussions for like any of this outside sure. of everyone being <laughs> mad at him for it. Yeah. <laughs> um. But you know, he he drives home. The car mm. comes in. He he gets out. He walks in slowly. He just goes up to bed and lies. And. This is oddly relatable, not not in the sense that I've ever killed someone and and kept it from anyone for like mm-hmm. a day, but just in that sense that when you're a kid and you do something, you know that you're going to, like your your parents are going to be mad about, but you just don't want to tell them. But you know they're going to find out eventually, so you're just going to let it sit and wait until they find out, rather than just tell yeah. them. Even though as an adult you're like, no, the best thing to do is just to fess up, just get it over with, do it, tell them, be honest. And and just that like state of mind where you're just lying on your bed and you know there's other stuff that you probably want to do but you just you can't focus on anything it is just that like dread of like yeah he's just like, lying there in dread we're we're, just, we're staring on him because that it gets to the next morning and we just we hear like you know uh, Annie get up and she's like oh I'm going to going out to the car honey I'm going to go and pick up something and you hear the just the, the you know the noises of a household you hear like people shouting at each other yeah. across rooms you hear her go out the front I, door the car door I, I shuts think- so on. And, and I think, uh, for, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I, I think, too, when he first gets in at night and maybe, like, lies down in bed or something, you, you hear just, like, a little something like, oh, good, they're home or something like that. Uh, you might, yeah. 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 Which, like, <laughs> again, is just adding to the, like, oh, good, they're home. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. Uh, it, this, this, to me, is, I mean, the, 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 the hit, the actual car accident and then mm. the following, like, five, ten minutes, for me, are, like, the the high point of the movie. And that's not to put down oh, anything else in it. It's just, this was so expertly done. I was in such dread. and It, it made me feel something that I, I don't think I've felt this specifically in a movie before. You know, horror or otherwise. This dread of just the other people finding out what he's done. And yeah. you know, as soon as she gets into that car, she's going to see it. See the body and find out. Yeah, and, and like part of me was even like thinking like, okay, like, well, we know some weird stuff is going on. Like, is he going to wake up and she's alive and he's going to be like, whoa, what happened or something? Like, I, I was even kind of guessing, like, all right, is, is there something that's going to drop here that means we're not going to get what I'm, you know, really hoping we don't get because it's so yeah, like, but intense. Yeah, I, I kind of love that the movie just goes through with it. It just, you yeah. know, it plays out exactly how it should play out and she finds the boy, you just hear her screaming, and you know we cut to like the funeral or whatever and you know she's she's a wreck he's a wreck and it was very awkward and i loved it we never because i was a little bit disappointed at first immediately when it cut to the funeral because i really wanted the scene of them coming in and being like what happened you know i wanted that that first scene of them confronting him about i this i can see that but i kind of like the way it's done here because oh no i agree because yeah. because we don't see it and it builds up underneath until that dinner yeah. table scene and that's when it comes out. Yeah, and, and but even just the like you know like yeah like you're saying you you you're you're still focused on Peter but you're hearing all the voices and stuff you know of them getting on you know their 
you know, going about their morning and stuff. And then, yeah, just hearing Tony Collette screaming and then uh, just cutting from her, you know, screaming off camera to her screaming at the funeral was just like, so, oh my God. And she's, you know, like on her knees, just like, you know, like uh, grabbing like her husband and stuff. It's, oh, it's so painful. <laughs> and of course, eventually she actually builds a little model of the, the accident. Um, oh, and, over- and don't forget, to, uh, it also cuts to the actual head. The head, yeah. Eventually, it cuts yeah. to the head <laughs> with, with like bugs and maggots all over it. Um, su- super grim. Um, but it, this this section of the movie, like the the, the car accident, and then like the, I mean, I said the following ten minutes. I was specifically talking about the tension of like them finding out. But all the way up to the dinner table scene uh, yeah. is like just absolute fantastic gold. Just fantastic. <sighs> yeah, it it it's so it's so good because it's like. I feel like you're getting the same, um, like, feelings you would get from, like, you know, a really good horror movie, just, like, but without the horror elements. Like, I still felt, like, tense and nervous and, you know, like, disturbed, but, you know, without the, you know, effect of a, a ghost or, you know, vampire more or so. something. I, I, I think this is more effective because it's real stuff, like... Oh sure, yeah. There's yeah. no level. Like, there's less of a level of a you know dissonance where like you can separate like yeah. a scary werewolf is like well werewolves don't exist or whatever. Although <laughs> that is up for debate, but um, <laughs> but like yeah, sure. this is like sure something yeah. that, that could happen potentially. Yes, yes. Um, so no, uh, that, that section of the film is absolutely fantastic. It, it, that those are the moments. Like I say, it gets to the dinner table scene. And the son actually tries to reach out. That, that is the real heartbreaking part, is that he tries to just ask her how she is. It is yeah. like a nice thing. And it just builds and erupts. And she just stands up and starts screaming at him. Um, yeah. And it's, you know... Uh, which leads to the, the, the sort of the dreaming scene where she tries to apologise for everything she said. Um, mm-hmm. Which she didn't really do. It was all in a dream. But it's a fantastic mm-hmm. scene nonetheless. Um, yeah. It's so good. It's, yeah. So. It, it's, uh, yeah, another example of, like, you know, another movie you know, you might kind of roll your eyes at like a dream sequence where you're like, uh, okay, like, like that feels kind of worthless or whatever. But this, it's like, even though it's a dream, it still feels like so important and engaging. Yeah. Um, of course, the other element in the movie is uh, uh, soon after Charlie dies, uh, June kind of appears into the film. And this is the endowed character. Of course, she she's a fantastic actress. She's been on Leftover. She's on Hammy's Tale right now. Um, she's really, really good. But she... Um, and immediately, as soon as they do the thing with the, the, the floor mat, the doormat, uh, where it's like, oh, oh, my mom knitted ones just like this. I'm like, okay, so this is the cult, like, second <laughs> in command or whatever. Uh, and she's like, everything she does is just to... Because I, I think the whole mission from her is that they needed uh, Annie to do like the seance in her own house right. to let payment in. Yeah. I, I think that was, like, the thing. Or something to that effect. Like, they, she had to open a door, essentially. Yeah, like make everyone like, uh, or maybe not everyone, but maybe just Peter or whatever. But make the house like a, uh, you know, susceptible to these demonic forces or whatever. Yeah, um, it was all kind of part of the part of the plan. Um, yeah. So, so that so that was good stuff. And of course, at the end of the movie, when the cults all there, they're all naked. She's there as well, <laughs> and they're all, you know, you never see her though. You maybe see her briefly, but once she starts talking, it, the camera's just on Peter the entire time, as yeah. he's crowned on. And it's a uh, and it's interesting the way it kind of shifts focus because like um yeah it it feels pretty bold because uh, like I don't know about you but I was kind of assuming that Charlie was probably going to be like the main character in the movie like you know it, it seemed more like it was focused on her and, and Tony Collette and then um, yeah it kind of shifts focus and then uh, 
you know, it gets to a point where, like, Tony Collette is obviously still pretty important, but then, yeah, it gets to a point where, like, oh, wow, like, Peter, you know, this person who I didn't really think was going to have that much to do in the movie is now this big center. And, again, seeing all those scenes where, you know, between, like, you know, him at school, like, you know, freaking out, and then at home, like, uh, again, just this real sense of danger where it's like, you know, imagine, like, being afraid of your mother, like, you know, eat, because of that incident as a child, but then also like these kind of mounting incidents where like, you know, he'll see her in, in his room or whatever. And it's, you know, creepy and just being afraid that, you know, she might do something yeah, to you. Like, one of the simple little scenes that I liked was, uh, which I, I think is, it's after he sees the light again. So I think this is Payman trying to take over, but it fails is that like, he starts freaking out and his hand is in there and his face kind of goes yeah. like all sort of, you know, skewed. Um, I think that's like Payman trying to go inside, but he's, he's not ready yet. Yeah, and I, I think by the end of the movie when they – I think they sh- – don't they show something that's kind of like um, has that a similar like pose? I, I forget if it was like the mannequin or maybe the picture in the book. But oh, you I, may be I, right, I think, yeah. Like I, yeah, I think uh, if you watch it again, I think like maybe the mannequin or something has its hand raised the same way or something yeah. like that. I think, I think this is a movie that's got, got a lot of little clues that you probably recognize even better the second time through. I, I feel yeah. like there's, it's a really well-constructed movie in that sense. Um, okay. And it's now let me say performances are fantastic. The the actual character inter- interaction and drama, and the tension that comes from that, mm. and their concerns over what's happening, mm. are far more impressive than any of the actual scary horror things that are happening. Even though they're still actually pretty damn good uh, by it, anyone's standards. Yeah, and you know what's great too is like everyone kind of has like their own like distinct. Um, i guess like situation going on or whatever like it's not all like you know in a horror movie where it's just like oh everyone is just trying to run away from this ghost or whatever it's like you have you know like tony collette who's you know dealing with like this kind of um you know mental illness past and then also trying to like you know communicate with her dead daughter and then you have the dad who is really like i feel like he's kind of understated in the movie but i feel like there really is kind of like a an unseen you know level of like um like grief that he has going on where he's just really trying hard to keep this family together yeah he's, like, he's trying his best I, I think one of the interesting things about his character is that whoever payment's going to take i think i think has to be in the family bloodline and obviously he's like that you know not he, he came in yeah you know that's true, true yeah. he's the father to the kids but you know he's not part of uh of annie's mother's bloodline and yeah that's a good point, yeah. And I think, you know, they want him out of the way. He's this pesky nuisance, like, try to, like, hold things together. Um, so he's kind of tragic in that sense because he's the, he's the normal dude. Um, yeah. And I, I think a big part of the film as well is, you know, earlier on in the film when she's talking about how bad her mother was and how her relationship was and how she kept her first child away from him, she kind of tried to let, let her see Charlie, which obviously turned out for the worse. Um, <laughs> um, but because even the fact that Charlie said at one point, eh, Grandma wished, wished I was a boy. You know, even that yeah. you know, ties into all that stuff. But I loved it when she's talking about her mother and how crazy she was and how she was like, you know, even the eulogy where she was so distant and, she, you know, if you tried to talk about her, she would be upset about it and she would even hate that we're doing this now and so on. Um, which I just remember, actually, she even comments like, oh, there's a lot more people here than I was expecting. That's all those cult members. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but when she's talking about that and then at the self-help group, it really does sound like she's talking about, like she's worried about mental illness. Like she's going to like go like her mother, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and even the, the idea that our daughter is already like almost like it skipped a generation, and our daughter's like already like weird like her mother is. Um, yeah. to, to put it in a sort of uh, crude term, but like you know, it really does feel like it's a fear of mental illness, and the other characters are kind of reacting that way. It's not until 
you know, two thirds in where it's like, okay, um, you know, but I loved it. I think sometimes in some supernatural horror movies you'll you'll have the husband not believe the wife who's been seeing the ghosts or whatever, but I yeah. think in this movie it completely sells that this looks like a mental illness from his oh, point of view. Yeah. It feels like that. But and I, again, like you really get the sense that he is just like teetering on the breaking point where yeah. he's trying so hard to keep everything together, and like you know he's dealing, he's the one that's actually dealing with like the the grave desecration, and you know, uh, and again trying to. You know, hold the family together and make sure dinner gets made and you know everything that it's it's uh yeah i feel like kind of like um yeah like a, maybe a little uh like understated uh his the role that he's taking but yeah, yeah. There, there's like a lot of like gravitas to that all, all four family members are really important and then joan as well yeah. is kind of the fifth one that's, that's important um and i think the reason why I th- all that stuff works and why his doubt and why the mental illness aspect works is purely down to how good the characters are written and how good the performances are, and how the direction does let the the scenes breathe. It lets the, all the awkward moments play. Yeah. Uh, it, it 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 wants you to feel the 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 tension in the room. Not tension in a scary way. The, you know the tension between the characters. It's really Definitely. excellently directed character drama stuff. Um, and yeah. f- who would have thought that actually makes for a better horror movie? Because if you if you <laughs> if you buy the characters that much, when stuff starts happening, mm-hmm. it's more effective. Who would have thought? Such a crazy concept. But I know, I know. But no, it's just there's right. the list of characters who are there to get killed. This is that's yeah. all they are. <laughs> uh, two quick questions. Um, all right. So first one: Do you think the cult was basically responsible for Charlie's death? The symbol, like, the symbol on the the pole would indicate so, and also the fact that they even say in the final scene, like, uh, uh, "Oh, we had to get rid of Charlie," or you know, something uh, to that effect, like before it before it was free for you, before it come to yeah. you. Yeah, because like, obviously, like, you know, it, it's not like they set up, like, all right, this guy's going to have a party and then blah, blah, blah. But I feel like they must have done some, like, ritual or something to say, like, all right, you know, uh, tonight, like, She's doomed, yeah. events <laughs> will transpire or whatever. Um, and then the other thing, like, um, I, I'm kind of surprised uh, you didn't bring it up. And I feel like this might oh. be a complaint uh, most people have, which um, I do think it's a little clunky, but I don't mind it. But uh, there is, like, one scene that des- definitely feels like, like super exhibitiony, uh, where like she uh, expositiony, where she's like, you know, going through all her mother's like old stuff, and it's just like doing that movie thing where it's just like, oh, like I'm flipping through books and finding just the right passage to give us information and and like the, just the right pictures and stuff like. Yeah, no, I mean, I I, I think you know when I, when I talk about it shifting gears in the the last kind of half, last third, uh, whatever it is, um, I I think along with that shift comes a few tropes where before it didn't have any tropes. But, you know, yeah. the, the seeing the book pages flip is the one for me. It's like, okay, now we're doing some of the, the ghost movie tropes, basically. Yeah. Right? Um, that one is a trope, absolutely. I don't think it's too bad, though. I, I feel like yeah, I it bugs me much more when it's researching the internet and they find the, the, the subject <laughs> yeah. just, you know, out there and they get all yeah. the exact stuff. At least in this case, in this context, the mother was the head of this cult and she kept journals and she kept this. Um, That's true, yeah. You know, I mean, I guess you could say, okay, it's, it's mainly convenient she never looked at that photo album and saw, uh, <laughs> you know, Joan before yeah. before that point in the movie to discover that, oh, she knew my mother. Oh, no, she's not trustworthy. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you could argue that a little bit, I think. But uh, at least the, 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 the stuff being there is actually set up earlier on. There's context for it. 
Um, and she only goes to look at it once she has the motivation to do so. So it's not too bad. But I mean, it absolutely is a trope. There's definitely some tropes in there. I, I think some of the scary stuff is a trope here or there. Um, yeah. But for the most part, handled so well in the direction that it's not too much of a big deal. So I hope my, my the start of this wasn't sounding too negative for me because, no, it's actually really no, great. I don't think so. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But, you know, not without a few critiques here or there. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I was going to compare it to some of those other tentpole horror movies we were talking about, you know, the, the, the big heavy hitters from the last few years, yeah. and say which I like better and, or whatnot, but I'm not going to, because I feel like next time we do a top list of some sort, uh, you'll you'll find out where things place. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of love the, the state that horror is in right now, where, like, you know, I, I feel like we've been getting, like, you know, a decent uh, you know, amount of, like, good movies every year, but I love that we, it seems like every year we have at least one that is just, like, who like you know like uh, above the pack like instant classic like you know that i i've seen like people online kind of comparing this to films like rosemary's baby and uh exorcist and stuff and it, i definitely feel like this is going to be one that's you know talked about like you yeah know, in it's those definitely movies. Uh, if you're going to put it into a subgenre, it's definitely sort of closer to those than it is yeah say i don't know the haunting <laughs> sure, yeah. um but yeah, so uh, no, it's good. Uh, by the way, is this the first time you've recorded one of these movie reviews since the Halloween trailer dropped? Oh, uh, yeah, it must have been. I think it is. <laughs> you want to talk about? It? So good, Tim. <laughs> so freaking good. I I'm really excited. I yeah, uh, it, it looks great. Uh, I mean, just the like like the. I mean, again, like, you know, similar to this movie, like, it looks like it has, like, a really cool, like, visual sense to it. Like, just that, you know, scene with kind of, like, the checkered floor of the mental hospital, like, looked really mm. cool. And, the mask uh, looks good. The music coming mm. in, like, got me so hyped. That final scare in the uh, the closet. Oh, yeah. That's so good. <laughs> the, 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 I mean, if I have one complaint, and it, it, it's not the trailer's fault it's my fault uh, the only thing is like mm. that's that's like such a good scare that it's kind of like mm. i kind of wish you know it it didn't get ruined but i hey, mean obviously my fault for watching the trailer i'll tell you this tim don't watch the trailer for unfriended dark web because it shows like, the all whole right. movie. <laughs> i already saw it oh yeah, god they... <laughs> it shows far too much i'm like it literally shows like every character's death i'm like yeah. what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing I'm still excited though. I've heard good things about that. Like, uh, that's another one that I've heard. I saw, like, I think it was at maybe like South by Southwest or something mm. that critics seem to have a good, good thing buzz, to say. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, the first one was pleasantly surprising. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see how the second one. But the Halloween, I'm so hyped. Like, we, ha- we already had Quiet Place. We've had this now. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see the trailer for the Suspiria remake? I did. Yeah. Too. Which Actually, also like, looks good. What's yeah, and what's crazy what? to me is if. If uh, so, obviously, you know, we've seen Hereditary now at this point, which was great. And then if uh, Suspiria and Halloween are, are great, it'll just be crazy to me that, like, wow, this is a year where we had an amazing original horror movie, an amazing sequel, and an amazing remake, reboot, or whatever. Yeah, that's like, so hell of a year. And then, yeah, there's other uh, things that may end up being good too. Because uh, the, the Nun trailer went up, now it looks okay. It looks, looks a fine Conjuring-esque movie. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one was definitely more teasery. I'm, I'm really yeah. excited to get into the, the meat of that. But, yeah, yeah I mean, it's... I'll blow my socks like, off, but it looks like it could be yeah. fine. Yeah, Yeah, I, I feel like the beginning of the year, it was kind of like a slog, and there wasn't that much I was uh, excited for. But as stuff is getting ramping, ramping up, it's like, wow, this actually might be a great year. And then Resident Evil 2 remake in January, which is not movies, Ooh. but it's worth mentioning because I'm, yeah. I'm hyped about it. <laughs> uh, so, no, like, our top ten at the end of the year might be quite interesting to me. 
Yeah, maybe quite interesting. <laughs> or at least um, top five. <laughs> oh, don't be, don't be cynical. Oh, the, 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 the last five are going to be terrible movies. <laughs> but hey, so uh, we should rate, we should rate Hereditary. Uh, okay. We should rate Hereditary. So, what, what are you giving it out of ten? Uh, you know, this might be maybe a little bit of a shock, um, but I think I'm going to give it a, a ten. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, Tam, oh, you're such a ten slut. <laughs> I think I've done way more tens than you, but I honestly, I don't think like I can't really think of like one bad thing about it. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, we mentioned like a few tiny nitpicks here and there, but honestly, like, you know, like even like maybe the little tropey thing is so inconsequential, and you know, the the good just vastly outweigh it. Where, and again, like I can't remember like having like the feelings i've had in this movie where it is so unrelenting and disturbing and uh, i you just feel like you need a cold shower after you leave i i cannot stress enough how much i liked it and also a big um oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do, do people have cold showers because they felt stressed before i think yeah sometimes like a cold shower like if you feel like you i was under the kick. impression cold showers for when you're feeling horny but can't do anything about it well, I mean, yeah, that's what stress does to you, so you have to <laughs> take that. <laughs> but right. it's such an erection at the end of this movie. <laughs> like, um, but no, also I was going to say, uh, you know, a big uh, F you to the uh, very snooty, pretentious people behind me that as soon as the movie was over, the first thing they said is, well, that was good, but it's not a horror movie. It's a drama with horror elements. Shut up. It is a horror movie. It's a, it's it a is horror a movie. a great one. <laughs> me talking about how good the drama is does not make it not a horror movie. That, that, that... No. If if anything, it's a horror movie with drama elements. Let's get it right. <laughs> well, drama is such a thing, though. Like, drama is drama should be in everything. Drama is like, yeah, no, just exactly. the core concept of of, of storytelling. I, <clears throat> this, this is a an argument I was having with some. Well, not an argument, but a discussion I was having with someone else earlier, which uh, I'm sure you've had many times as well. Which I just don't think that people understand the <laughs> horror genre because, like, oh, I, sure, I think. Yeah. Like, I think people literally just think it's like, oh, Friday the 13th slasher movies. Like, people don't understand. It's like, no, you can have serious horror movies. You can have funny horror movies. You have ones that are cheesy. You have one that are, you know, more prestige and, you know, like uh, admirable yeah. and stuff. It's it's a genre. It's not, you know, just one type of thing. No, I, I agree. I, I completely agree. Uh, as but, for my yeah, rating 10. <laughs> of Hereditary, uh, to, to follow your 10, your perfect score... <laughs> Um, I am going with an eight point five. Ooh, okay, surprising. I thought you might go with like a nine or something, but okay, <laughs> it's half a point of a difference. So isn't that surprising? Um, it it's, may go up it's on real damn good. Uh, it may go up in repeat viewings. Like I, I think some of the the, the the main problem I had might be something that irons out on a repeat viewing, where I can I go in knowing what it is and I can appreciate the build to that on its its own. Um, yeah. But there was a bit of a shift for me on this viewing that it did dock at the uh, the I'd say I say that docks at a point and then the other half point is probably the uh, just a couple of the tropey things. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, oh, that's a tropey moment. <laughs> I was sitting there in the yeah. theater going, "That's a trope. That's, that's deductions. <laughs> they take off a point for tropes." <laughs> right. So, eight point five. Um, yeah, I think like I don't. Um, I, I'd actually thought about this like, like for a, a little bit, but I because. You know, even when you really like something, you don't want to give, you know, the the a sought after 10, like, you know, right away until you maybe like watched it a few times. But I, I, again, like I've you know, been sitting on it for about a week and the more I thought about it, it was just like, yeah, I mean, I can't, you know, I don't 
I, I don't want to wait to watch it again. Or that's you know, as well, rich coming so. from you. <laughs> you hand tens out right away. Hence the ten slut comment from earlier. Oh, I don't, I don't think I've given that many. <laughs> I mean, you've given more tens more. than I have on this show by far. By well, yeah, far. Well, yeah, that's because you're a little. <laughs> uh, you try to tell me I'm a, I'm a prude? Is that you try to tell me I'm a ten prude? <laughs> hey, I'm sorry that I like stuff. I mean, God forbid I should love a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, what well, you say that, but you should feel ashamed for liking the boy, right? You should. Nope. <laughs> you should. That movie was terrible. Ten on that one. I'm giving a. I, I don't. I don't know what my original score was, but I'll give a retroactive <laughs> ten on that one because that, that was you? up with the viewings. How, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> that that is uh that that is uh that's hereditary there you go you um, almost said the boy <laughs> i didn't no, i didn't shut up oh dear Tim, life is a sexually transmitted disease <laughs> hells yeah <laughs> i don't know why the word hereditary just made me think of that uh, <laughs> i was trying to think wait is that from was that from the movie i was like no it wasn't from the movie <laughs> <laughs> it seems so out of place. <laughs> I never came up. It was funny. I'd have to admit. See, when she was telling him that uh, that she tried to get rid of him and have a miscarriage, uh, I actually did inadvertently think of "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" when Charlie finds out he's an abortion survivor. Oh. <laughs> and I sort of snickered to myself a little bit. It's a really serious. Moment. I didn't audibly, you know, laugh. I wouldn't ruin the experience for anyone like that. But um, in my head, I was thinking about that because you know, it, it almost sounded like she was going to say, "You're an abortion survivor." You know, the, there was one scene that kind of like, not like a, not like a huge like out loud laugh, but one scene that did kind of make me snicker a little bit is when he was like freaking out in class, and they just kind of, you know, after he's done, they kind of just cut to all the students like, kind of, you know, they all like run from their desk and they're all like huddled up in this corner, and there's one just filming with his cell phone, and it was just kind of, it's really funny to me, but like I do think that would happen, like you know, something. Oh yeah, would, yeah, that's just but, that's just life now. <laughs> Yeah, but like it, it was just kind of like a, a funny. Uh, I don't know. It just kind of struck me as kind of funny. Hmm. There you go. That's, that's hereditary. Yeah, that is that has been our discussion of hereditary. Uh, we'll be back very soon with another horror film, so you can look forward to that. Um, sooner than normal, you won't have to wait a whole week. That's that's that. This is going up uh, sooner after we record it, and then you'll get a regular episode on Wednesday as per normal. So this this is kind of an extra almost because um, we are wonderful people. And we give you wonderful content. If you'd like to reward us for such wonderful content, you can go over to patreon.com slash TV. Paimon.com. Don't go to paimon.com. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you can go to Patreon and you get um, voting rights. You get to vote once per month on an episode of streams. Um, of course, we're doing Tenebrae um, soon. That'll probably be in a week or so's time. Uh, you'll be getting that because that was the winner of the vote from last month. And then there's a vote up right now for next month. All the all the films in the vote right now, there's usually a theme. The theme this month for the vote is movies that set, are set in hotels or motels. Oh, yeah. That's the theme, so... <laughs> Uh, go go and check that out if you're a patron. It's, it's a summer, it's vacation time, people are, you know, coming out. The, that was the idea. Not that that's how we got to it. Tim just started shouting out random words and he said hotel. And I went, oh, we can do a theme of hotels. Well, don't ruin the process. <laughs> So, not so you check out Patreon, uh, and that that helps a lot. Even one dollar, of course, is fantastic. Uh, but if you can't do that, of course, you can also support us by liking, subscribing, commenting, and letting us know what you thought of the movies. Uh, get us on Twitter at uh, mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. You can get Tim on Twitter at Tim Vergulish. 
Oh, just, right. not, yeah, there's no number at the end of yours. Yeah, I just I remember <laughs> the other guys. Uh, you can get yeah, me I was on Twitter. very lucky to get that very common name. Yes, yes, not a lot of virgulishes <laughs> in the uh, in the world. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at wibble89. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, and we will see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.